Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are... Coming to you live from a basement. We don't have a basement. We're in California. Just yeah. kidding. I wish we had a basement. What would you do with it? Uh, we have like very little storage in this house. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, we ha- we have less storage in this house than we did in the old house. Uh, vehemently disagree. You add up all the, the like Henry's closet and the playroom closet. Yeah, that's and true. our closet. And the in the hall closet, yeah, just feels like we don't like, like we don't have a place for like big random stuff. What kind of big random stuff would you like to store? Mm, there was something the other day that I was like, we have nowhere to put this. Oh, like you know, a lot of it's like outdoor stuff, like the hammock. Oh, we have nowhere to put that stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, just put it all in here. 
There's nowhere to put it. Well, it'll just be the storage area. <laughs> we'll just start storing stuff in the office. No, there's nowhere to put it in here. You have you have you have a lot of stuff. Well, I have a should be. I mean, if when when it's all in order, the per, like the center of the room is empty. I'm gonna stick stuff in. We the can center put a hammock the in the room. center of the room. They're pretty dope. No, I'm not gonna do that. Whatever. To you. Gosh. Um. Golly gee. What's new, everybody? It's Sunday. It is. Um. This is the seventh day. This is the day that uh, the Lord rested after making the earth, according to Genesis. You were burning some incense in here. Yeah, I was earlier in mm-hmm. the day. It must have gone out recently. Mm. What do you think? Pretty cool, right? It smells like a college dorm. This one is called Celestial. Ooh. Where's your lava lamp? I don't have one. Where's your Where's your black light? <laughs> uh, I, I ordered a black light and it never came. Really? But I ordered it to look at guitar finishes because oh. when you look at, you know, for it, looking at vintage guitars, any repairs or restoration will show up a different color on the black oh, line. Oh, cool. Where's your tapestry? Uh, the one I've woven for my life. Carol King's tapestry. Oh, I don't know. I was thinking of the Star Trek episode tapestry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the accoutrements of a, of a late 90s dorm room. I know. I'm not participating, though. I know. I'm just like trying to give you answers for everything. I know. You're no fun. <laughs> so true. Um, how Where's about- your Monet's water lilies? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's your Where's your uh, John Belushi college sweatshirt? Where's mm-hmm. your Animal House poster? Mm. If I had that, that'd be cool to have that sweatshirt. So it just said college on it. Everyone, every guy, I feel like I knew every guy in college had that poster. Right, but that sweatshirt, on the other hand. Sweatshirt itself. People don't have that. That's true. It would fit me properly. Mm-hmm. I'm Belushied. You're Belushied? Yep, minus the cocaine <laughs> and the booze. And the talent, really. <laughs> <laughs> so you're nothing like Nothing Belushi. like him. <laughs> um... Uh, well, we hope you're all having a good. Uh, if you're if you're celebrating Hanukkah, we're halfway there. It's night eight, four of eight. Sorry, it's halfway of eight. Yes, that is true. We are celebrating Hanukkah. <clears throat> we are lighting the candles. Well, it really seems just like a an opportunity to to light candles and give Henry a present. Uh, yep. On the first night, I did make potato pancakes. I made latkes. Yeah. He really liked them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been getting very into the candle lighting. Yeah, I mean, he's a baby. Babies like fire. Yeah, but I'm like, it's time to light the Hanukkah candles, and he like, you know, trots over. It's because we've done it twice. If I want to do things something twice in a row at the same time. With him. He's like on board. Yeah. For, it's true. As long as it's not washing his ha- hair or face. <laughs> or hands. Or hands. Yep. Yeah. But. <clears throat> Got one more week of shooting. Yep. And then I can r- relax with Henry for two weeks. <laughs> um. 
Dory's book is gonna be she's gonna finish that up by the fifteenth. Yep. Of uh January, not December. So that two week break is gonna be me watching Henry for two weeks while Dory writes a book. Boy, I'm, oh boy. I'm going to come up with a schedule. This is going to be very difficult. I'm going to come up with a schedule. You're not going to be watching him all Does day. Does anyone want to come over and watch Henry? <laughs> uh, He's really in the screening phase of things. Wow, you're really selling it. Yeah, uh, it's pretty easy to deal with. All you got to do is listen to him scream when he's not getting exactly what he wants in the moment and redirect his anger towards something that he thinks he can break but is really already broken. (laughs) Yeah, he has very strong opinions. There's a house near our house that has like really like kooky Christmas decorations, but their entire lawn is taken up their front lawn is taken up with um inflatable you know those lawn inflatable lawn christmas what are those called you know what i'm talking about they're just big ass christmas decorations yeah yeah so and like lights and one of them is a grinch that goes up and down a chimney mm-hmm. and henry is obsessed yeah i took him for a walk this afternoon and i was like i was like, I was like he was putting his arm up, going, mm, mm, mm. and I was like, I don't see anything, bud. Is there a helicopter? I don't see it. And then when I started going past the intersection, he was angling that way and uh, towards the house. And I was like, oh, I think you want to walk by that place. Okay, let's go. It's not as fun during the day. Though. Yeah, he cannot, though. He can't go. He, you can't walk it without. Yeah, without going past that house. But the the things aren't inflated during the day. They only they only come out at night. <laughs> Is that true? I said they were inflated when I took them for a walk. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yesterday when I took them out, it was so windy yesterday. Oh, I thought they just like didn't inflate them till the nighttime. Uh, you don't understand wind and inflatable things. Apparently, I don't. I kept waiting for them to inflate. I was like, "What? I was like it's already dark. Why aren't they inflated? Because <laughs> it was like, so do they have windy. them on some timer? It was so oh, windy. Okay, that they that is blown all over the explains, city. That explains it. They would have blown into traffic. Actually, one of the flamingos did fall down. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Um I don't know what else to say about us right now. We're, I've really hit a wall. Dory's hit a wall. I tried to snap her out of it and cheer her up the same way I cheer up Henry. It helped a little bit. Yeah, which is I, I pick um Henry or Dory up on my shoulder and walk them to their bed and then count to three and then toss them out of the bed. <laughs> I did decide I'm going to take a bath tonight. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. What kind of bath salts are you going to use? I'm going to use, I think, my lavender Epsom salts. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, if you try to, you know, bath salts, they can get you crunked up. Not those bath salts. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just. We were going to to see Dory's sister. Yeah. And their family over Christmas. This was a plan that was made like i don't know a couple months ago and i said i don't know about this plan we don't know what the fuck the world's gonna be like and uh turns out 
very, we're still in a very, fairly strict lockdown over here. I mean, we're in a stricter lockdown than we were in October. Much stricter. Yes, but not as strict as March. No, but, you know, so we, so we canceled um, our plans. Mm -hmm. We got our money back. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been hearing from some friends who had also booked like houses on Airbnb and VRBO that they're getting preemptively canceled by the hosts because of um, lockdown regulations. Good. So stay home people. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I gotta go to this house cause I'm, it's not my house. I'm bummed about it because I was really looking to going somewhere that was not my house. <laughs> And seeing my sister and These her walls and roofs are different. I like it. Um, but obviously, it's like not a prudent thing to do right now. I mean, coronavirus is raging. We are very prudent. We are prudent. Patience, everyone. It'll all eventually, in about a year and a half, be normal again. Until COVID-20. Yeah. And then when COVID-20 comes out... Wait. We'll be like, this is very derivative of the last one. Do you think it'll be COVID-20 or COVID-21? I don't know yeah. how these things are labeled. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, I just know that it's a big sequel town, so. <laughs> Do you have thoughts on the big uh, Warner, the Warner Brothers HBO Max situation? Um, well, I mean, it's it's dubious on both sides. Because if you're like, say you're the guy that made Dune, this new Dune, you made that thinking, I'm making a movie, and this is Dune, and it's going to be on giant screens, and people are going to yeah, and it's like a experience movie that should it be on a giant this screen. way, yeah. and then suddenly your distributor slash studio is like, mm, people can watch it on phones now. <laughs> Then you're like, wait, wait, no, <laughs> you can't do that. Um, uh, but also, like, you know, what theater is open? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where you just end up. What do you? What, what do we do? Shelve everything for another eight months? Look, I don't if know. If you're if you're the broccolis, it seems to be what you're doing with James Bond. But right. I, I look. I know. I'll be watching Wonder Woman at home. When I'm it comes excited out. to watch it. Um, and you know what? When it's done, I'm gonna go. I wish I'd seen that in the theater. Nope, I'm gonna say thank God I didn't have to leave my house. <laughs> this is this is the problem. What movies? I mean, the movie theater experience is gonna die. It will, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was heading that way anyway. Yeah. We also happen to have a really nice big TV and good sound. Yeah, but that's only because of me. I know. I didn't say the guy it was who never watches because it because of anyone else. Yeah, we can like make some. Oh, it's coming on Christmas. Maybe that could be a Christmas night activity. I mean, there's so many other Christmas night activities like sleep. It's gonna be hard, you know. We'll be middle middle of uh, Henry's tyrannical reign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he'll want to watch Wonder Woman. His nonstop tyrannical. He won't because <laughs> there's no puppets that are singing in it. <laughs> TBD. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, they're also, they're showing it at the drive-in on Highland. You know, at the American Legion, they're doing drive-in. No, I didn't. Yeah. Where? Where's the screen? I don't know. 
That doesn't make any sense. Honey, all I know is what they tell me. Who's the they? The internet. What are you talking about? The American Legion on Highland. Right. The place that used to pay for parking, no block parking at the Hollywood Bowl. No stack parking. Um, They are doing drive-in movies. Do I, I don't know where. I haven't gone. I'm just telling you. Can they afford to do that? It's $65 a car. Yeah, but that's still like, you know, to rent that print. Look, I am not there. Unless Captain. they're going to just hook up a projector to somebody's HBO Max account. That would be hilarious. Which would be the funniest thing that's ever <laughs> happened in Hollywood. Uh, and against the terms of service of HBO Max, everyone. So don't do it. Um, I don't know how they're renting a print or not. All I know is that they're showing Wonder Woman 1984 and like some other movies. But not practical for us to go to because it's at 7 p.m. And I I don't think I would really want to see it in a drive-in. No. Why would you? It'd be more comfortable at home. Oh, for sure. The drive-in aspect of it, I'm like, I don't know. I've done it as a kid. I did it, but. I've never seen a movie at a drive-in. It's fine. Like we had the caravan. We opened up the back. We saw last one. Last last one I saw. There's a Home Depot there now. It's in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. It was the Wamaset. Uh, I believe it was the Wamaset drive-in. Uh, and it was a double billing of Karate Kid three and Ghostbusters two. So it was eighty nine. Mm, so you're six. But I remember it. That's because you have a photographic memory. Yeah, but not for everything. Just Mm. for things I like. Well, I think you like both those things. Yeah. Yeah. Sato. Sato was the villain. They were in Japan. Mm. It's pretty good. Wait, what is it? What is that? That reminds me. I kind of stopped watching Cobra Kai. Cobra Lachaim. It's Hanukkah. That's probably why. Oh. What if we made a show called Cobra Lachaim? Uh-huh. I'm listening. And um it was just Cobra Kai. <laughs> Great idea. Thank you. <laughs> All right, listen. Let me get you, a hold of Ralph Maggio. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Um please do check out our website, excellentadventure.com. There is also a Patreon where you can support our adventures uh and get up to two bonus episodes per month plus your name read on the podcast each month at patreon.com slash excellent adventure and you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com matt and dory at gmail.com and our phone number is 413-461-BABY you can also leave us voice memos at our emails which um we like there you go there you go good sound we'll be right right back ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, 
and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everyone, we're back. I uh, hope you are doing okay. And Dory, we have an email from a listener who's named... Emma. We sure do. Thank you. I I got that open just in time to say that. (laughs) This is a, an update. She said no need to read it on the pod, but we did. We decided to anyway. Yeah. This is from the listener who was afraid she was going to be crushed. If IVF didn't work. Do you remember that listener? A friend who said she was going to be a listener. I'm sorry. Who was afraid she was going to be like totally just crushed if IVF didn't work? Yes. And you had some really good advice. You, you had some very like practical, actionable advice for her, which mm-hmm. was to come up with a plan for every scenario. Yeah. All right. So she writes Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for your response. I'm truly grateful that you read my email, let alone offered such helpful, succinct advice. A quick update It turns out that going over our IVF consent forms created the perfect opportunity to bring up my need for a plan, and I pretty much cribbed Matt's phrasing word for word. <laughs> we have outlined our steps for 2021 as a start, and I'm back to feeling super zen. Can't thank y'all enough. Uh, I'm so glad you enacted your uh, plan. Me too. And she's in 2,400 square feet in Dallas with a husband and street dog who does look like a oh, mini bow. You are boy. correct. 
forgot my hot dog report last time, <laughs> but I had three delicious hot dogs this year, and I think two bratwursts. I think with the pandemic, the hot dog industry has got to be reeling. Because no one's going to like baseball games? Or barbecues, or places where mm. a hot dog would be. Yep. Good point. Thank you. That's a really good That's point. the unsung problem. Like, how are the, how are the, how are the ballpark people doing? Yeah, probably really badly. Although Ballpark's probably like a subsidiary of General Foods or some giant food, mega food, mm-hmm. big hot dog. Okay. Yeah, big hot dog. Pink's recently reopened. Yeah. They had been closed since their St. Patrick's Day stuff was still on the windows. Until, oh, wow. Until they reopened like, I want to say... Month and a half, two months ago. I'm surprised it took them so long to reopen. Maybe they just wanted to do diligence and be cautious. I mean, I'm I'm fine with them. Not I'm sure opening. they own their lot. That's true. That's a really good. <laughs> it's point. been there for ninety years. Yeah, good point. All right, we have a voicemail. It's actually a two-parter. Okay. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Jeff from Minnesota. Disregard my last message. Disregarded. Stumbling over my words because somebody was trying to call me while I was leaving my message. I'm just going to start over here. A couple of weeks ago, someone called into your uh, podcast uh, asking for a signal on um, becoming pregnant um, with successfully uh, embryo, successful embryos at the age of uh, 43 or PDF-tested embryos at the age of 43. And I just wanted to note that um, right before my 43rd birthday, we did um, a retrieval of uh, six eggs, and four um, were successfully um, turned into blasts. They were two five-day blasts and two six-day blasts. We did not PDF test, but we ended up transferring um, two five-day blasts fresh um, which resulted in a pregnancy with twins. We lost one of our twins around week 11, um, but we ended up giving birth to a beautiful uh, little baby girl who's now two and a half years old. Our two six-day blasts, we ended up freezing and um, sadly had an unsuccessful transfer this past winter. Um, after that, I went and had my hormone levels retested uh, just to see if I would be a candidate to do another egg retrieval at the age of 45. And um, I was originally told I only had an 18% chance of a successful pregnancy with our first one um, at the age of 43 um, because my AMH levels were at a 0.2. And um, the normal range for someone in their 40s, I believe, is a 0.25 to a 5.0. And when I had my blood tested this last winter, uh, I was told that my AMH level was a 0.02. So I basically was told I had close to a 0% chance of doing a successful egg retrieval. So we've now um, resorted to only having a single child, although I do have a great 13-year-old stepdaughter as well. But I just suggest to that caller that they have their AMH levels tested and then consult with their RE about um, any concern they have for successful egg retrieval um, over the age of 43. Um, in your recent podcast, though, I want to uh, just add that um, Dory mentioned something about a 24-week baby being pretty much the youngest 
that would have a successful chance at life. And recently at Children's Hospital in Minnesota, there is a success story of someone having a child at 21 weeks and two days, um, and they're happily going home now at Christmas time wow. um, with their really premature microframe baby. All right, part two. Just from Minnesota again. Uh, just to wrap up my call quick, I also just wanted to add that my little two-and-a-half-year-old also had uh, programmed RTB or set it back to the demo mode, and it took us days to figure out how to try to get it off a of demo mode, and we, too, <laughs> had to go through and redo the whole setup of RTB. It was uh, quite frustrating, but um, our two-and-a-half-year-old also figured out how to make purchases on Amazon Prime mm. to watch the shows that she was most interested in. And for any parent out there who doesn't know this, uh, you can go into your Prime account and set up a five-digit code um, to prevent unauthorized purchases of videos only. Um, hmm. And that has been my saving grace because my, my child had rung up something like 60-some dollars worth of video purchases in over the course of two days. And luckily, Amazon was grateful enough to, to give us that money back. Um, thanks if you're still sticking with me here. Jess in Minnesota, uh, I have a fabulous partner who is a stay-at-home dad with our two-and-a-half-year-old science baby. Uh, we also have a wonderful 13-and-a-half stepdaughter and 2,400 square feet. We don't eat many hot dogs, <laughs> but at least um, one bratwurst a week for me. So at least <laughs> two bratwurst, uh, two corn dogs with the kiddos, and that's our... Uh, our hot dog history. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Uh, I love the uh, Midwest bratwurst situation. Yeah. Seems to be going strong. It, seriously. Um, that is wild about the 21 and a half week old. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is, that is less than a third of a normal carry term. No. That is a third of a term. Nope. That is four halves of a turn. That is slightly more than half of a turn. That term. is slightly more than half of a turn. Term? One thing Wait. that we have discovered. Oh, 12, 12 months is, is that third. Uh, 12 weeks is the third. Matt, three months. Matt isn't great at basic math. It's, it's fascinating to just, my brain just sort of melts at some points. But like extremely large equations are not really a problem. I guess because I'm looking at them. Mm. So I don't know what to say, everyone. Um, well, I'm glad someone called in and weighed in on this, on, you know, being being in your 40s and getting PGS Yeah, you know, I took three math classes my senior year of high school. Wow. I loved it. What what classes? Did you take like statistics or something? I took every, everything I, that they offered at that point. Calc. AP Algebra, some geometry, or was it a, I forget. I mean, it was 20 some years ago, so. Mm. I took one math class. It was 20 years ago. Wait, did I take math my senior year? I might not have taken it. No, I didn't take science my senior year. I did take math. Well, the point is, we're old, and that was a long time ago. 
Yeah. And it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. My poor brain. It's very tired. It used to be so sharp. Yeah. Um, Jess, thank you so much for calling in. All right. The P prom, I'm just going to call it P prom. P prom. The pre the P prom signal went out last week. Um, this was about premature rupture of the membranes that a listener was diagnosed with, and she was wondering um, what other people's experience of this had been because it leads it, mo- it usually leads to premature preterm labor. All right, this first email is from Anonymous. Hey, Matt and Dory, I'm responding to the PPROM signal sent out on the last episode. I also had preterm premature rupture of membranes when I was 24 weeks pregnant and was admitted to the hospital. I spent almost two weeks in an antepartum ward. Who knew those existed? Before my daughter was born at 26 weeks, she weighed two pounds and went on to spend 90 days in the NICU. I remember sitting in that hospital bed, binging Gilmore Girls for the first time and hoping that I would make it to 28 weeks, the first milestone that gives you a real bump for better outcomes. The ultimate fantasy was making it to 34 weeks when the doctors would induce labor. Instead, I went into early labor on my own. All I wanted to hear at that time were stories of positive preemie outcomes. I knew my sister's friend had given birth at 24 weeks to a one-pound baby who was then a thriving child, and I held on to that story with all of my might. I hope the writer inner makes it to that glorious 34-week mark, but if not, I'm here to share my positive outcome after giving birth to a 26-weeker who is now a funny and energetic four-year-old with no ongoing health or developmental problems due to her prematurity. My head used to spin with all the percentages and numbers the doctors threw around for potential outcomes, but I can't remember them now. All I know is that my daughter was 100% worth every hard and scary second that I spent in that hospital bed and then with her in the NICU. I'm wishing all the best for the writer in her and her baby. And that is from anonymous in Portland, Oregon in 3,900 square feet with one hot dog and one kiddo. And regarding hot dogs... Yes. She says, let's just say comfort food from my childhood has been getting me through lockdown. So I think that means so she's eating a lot of hot dogs, hot dogs. a month. <laughs> yep. And she also has a PS, a book called Intensive Parenting by Deborah L. Davis is full of true stories from NICU parents. And it really helped me feel less alone after my daughter was born. Cool. Um, Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for that. Um, We heard from a lot of people about PPROM, and unfortunately, we can't get to all of them. But, I mean, like, let's broad stroke it here. Ready? This is, this is, uh, we had uh, Angela write in, and Angela, uh, had, had a 28-week water-breaking situation. Yep, two and a half pounds. And uh, now a healthy 18-month-old. And, you know, she does mention that her NICU had weekly parent nights where you could go and hang out and talk to other parents. Mm. Um, and she's also part of a preemie parent group on Facebook and March of Dimes and Voices for Birth Justice are organizations that have been helpful for preemie stuff. Um, and then Jess wrote in that she she had her baby at 25 weeks. He was breech and the umbilical cord prolapsed, which is a one-way ticket to an emergency C-section. Um, and 
she's she just kind of says to be prepared for a roller coaster and mm. she's also in two facebook groups that she recommends called micro preemie parents and micro preemie support network and her 25 weeker is now a year old he's a little behind in his motor development but he's doing really well he doesn't have a feeding tube he's been off oxygen thank you so much jess uh and jess also gave us the fun information Oh, Angela is at two hot dogs, okay, in San Jose. Okay, thank you. Just so everyone knows. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. 2,000 square feet duplex in San Jose. Uh, And then Jess, 2,000 square feet in Minnesota, bazillion dollar extra science baby, a golden retriever husband, and 12 hot dogs a year. One a month. I like it. It's a nice way to know that you're, what your hot dog count is. It's like you have your hot dog... um, your, qu- oh, your hot dog the, quota. It's the third Thursday yeah, of the month. Exactly. It's hot dog Time day. Time for a hot dog. Um, and then we have an update from the original emailer. Whoa. She wrote, after six days in the hospital, I went into labor and delivered my baby girl last Saturday night. She was only 26 weeks and two days at that point. And now she's a week into what is sure to be a long NICU stay. But she's showing a lot of strength and spunk, gaining weight right on track, according to her doctors. I thought we'd be able to buy at least another couple weeks. But here we are. And so far, things look good. My husband and I are feeling hopeful for the coming months. And she said you can share this update on the pod, which we would like to thank you so much where where was that uh, did you jump ahead oh sorry i added that late it came it was a late oh, late arrival i see okay sorry about that did not make it into the the one i sent you because i'm i'm all about this mindy email here asking about book book rest? treatment should we should we take a break before we hear from mindy okie dokie be right. right back Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, we're back again. Are you guys sick of us? Yes. I'm sick of us. Oh, this is for Mindy. What are your thoughts on board books? I let my one-year-old play with them as he likes. He tends to be hard on them. Several are bent, but in my mind, he's learning his boundaries. Someone mentioned to me today that if he's hard on books now, it will only get worse. I want him to love books, so I let him do as he pleases with them. He plays with them, throws them, sits on them, etc. I was just wondering if I was the only one who felt this way, and if I needed to start teaching him proper book care now. That's Mindy with the one-year-old science baby, a half a basset hound, and a German shepherd mix. I suppose that's the same dog, right? Yeah, half Basset Hound, half German Shepherd. Mixed dog. Antisocial Calico Cat. No idea on square footage. Four bedroom, two and a half bath in Illinois. Mindy. This, I mean, to me, I don't think you need to uh, set this boundary and teach him proper book care. But it's, it's, I feel like it's the kind of thing where, like, if that is a boundary that feels important to you, then go ahead. Set it. Um to me, 
this just feels like, you know, he's he's being his age and it's like it's not worth it to me. Yeah, to, I would also say it's also like he eats with his hands now. He's not going to eat with his hands all his whole life. Whoever you know? said that, I think, is a little, uh, I don't know. Why are you saying that? Yeah. It's a one-year-old. Yeah. I think that, that that's kind of it makes you feel any better at like 18, at like, probably at like one, from one to like 15 months, Henry was eating and ripping books constantly. Yeah. And um, then it subsided. Yeah. He actually has stopped. Yeah. But he loves books. He does. Loves books. Um, he's He gets read probably in a given day. 15 to 14 20 books. books. I was yeah. going to say 14 to, yeah, 14 to 20. That sounds right. So, man, like, he's delighted by them. It's never yeah. us yeah. forcing him to read a book or anything like that. He's, it's usually his idea. Yeah. Like, I was doing dishes today and then i just hear henry come out of the bedroom our bedroom and i hear him go and then you hear little footsteps i'm doing dishes and he goes by me stops for a second and then i hear and i look and he's got a book in his hand and he's running it in there about 12 14 minutes go by and then <laughs> he goes in, he grabs another book and then runs and then uh, I come in and I find out that Dory uh, was saying to Henry, I will read you another book if you go get it. Yeah. And then he would just. That was yesterday. That wasn't today? No, that was yesterday. Oh. Yesterday morning because I didn't want to get out of bed. And Henry came in, mama, mama. And I said, hey, bud, you know what? If you go get me a book, I'll read it to you. What was funny about it, though, was he was just doing one book at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, just deciding, this is, I'm going to just, just this one. And then oh. I'm going to, then he went and got other books. I think I took a picture of it. He's very into a book about blueberries right now. Yep. It's called Too Many Blueberries. I think it's called More Blueberries. Oh. This is a funny picture of you guys. We're staring at my computer monitor. Yeah, you're in a rye class. <sighs> you're in an internet rye class. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Yeah, so long story short, I think it's a little bit of a phase of uh, book abuse that's happening right now. Yeah, and he will most likely grow out of it. Please I encourage. wouldn't stress about this personally. All right, next email. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. Long time, first time. I followed Matt over from Nerdist and have now fallen in love with Excellent Adventure and Forever 35. I'm reaching out because my husband and I have decided to make a huge move. We are both 35 years old. We grew up in Southern California and most of our family lives here. We don't have any kids of our own, but we have a niece and nephew that we love to death. My sister got married and moved to Florida about eight years ago and I have a niece that we only see once a year when we go to visit for her birthday. My sister-in-law lives locally. So I've been going there every Saturday since my nephew was little, which is about four years now. On top of spending time with our nephew, I've become so much closer with my sister-in-law, and I'm probably closer with her than my own sister now. This pandemic has obviously changed all of our lives, and my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and I have learned that we can do our jobs remotely. They own a house here, but are pretty much house broke like everyone who lives in Los Angeles. 
About a month ago, they decided they were going to move to Texas to buy a bigger house and have more financial freedom than Los Angeles. After they announced that to us, my husband and I realized that they were the only big thing keeping us here in California. We don't have a house, and realistically, the chances of us doing that anytime soon are pretty much zero if we stay here. So after debating a while over Florida or Texas, we decided to follow them and move to Texas. What horrible decisions. Like, if those are your only two options, it's like, oh my God, it's hot and humid or hot and dry. <laughs> okay. Part of the reason we chose Texas over Florida was that it was closer to California to visit family in Disneyland. Matt, yes, we've been to Disney World, but definitely prefer Disneyland. For now. I love the history and th- the thought of walking in Walt's footsteps. I've already gotten the okay from my boss, and we'll probably be moving in about six months. It's an exciting change, but we have never lived anywhere but here, and it's kind of sad to leave the only home we have ever known. Matt, I know that your job at the Goldbergs is here in Los Angeles, but have you guys ever thought about moving away from California slash being closer to family? Also, I would love any recommendations from people that have moved away from their hometowns or any recommendations from people who live in the El Paso area. Luckily, we are going to know a few people there, so we won't be alone, but I'm finding myself starting to do a lot of this is the last time we do dot, 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 especially with Christmas coming up. Love the podcast and everything you do. Dory, I love startup. Can't wait to read your new book. I'll probably read it and then listen to the audiobook because I'm very excited that you'll be recording it. Mm. Oh, cool. Two adults in Alhambra with one wow. with a one bedroom have no idea about the square feet and have eaten zero hot dogs this year. Thanks, guys. Zero hot dogs. I mean, this same. This is what's happening to the hot dog industry, everybody. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, I physically have to be here some of the time. It's a, a, a we'd we'd move for different reasons than you. Like I, the idea of being able to afford a larger uh, home is appealing. Cost of living appealing. No state income tax in Texas appealing. Uh, but. Beyond that, I I don't know. Well, she's not asking specifically if we would move to Texas. She's asking if we've ever considered it. No, she's asking if we've thought about moving away from California. Yes, all the time, every day. All the time. Not specifically Texas. Oh, my God. <laughs> constantly, anonymous person. We constantly want to move um, out of California. Closer to humans that we that could help us with Henry. The end. <laughs> Dory out of love, me out of help. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, I I I, I was I was insisted I wanted to go back to Massachusetts, but then like forced with that prospect, it's uh, like Dory like really was like, well. Would you really blah, blah, blah? And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know that I actually would. Mm-hmm. But I would move to Manhattan. Which, you know, seems stupid to do. Kind of, yeah. Well, just because of like you're, are you doing a cost of living difference? Right. Is nothing. There's <laughs> yeah. no difference. It's very expensive to live in Manhattan. Um, But I would. Oh, I'd love to live in Manhattan, I think. Really? Yeah. Like Greenwich Village, not... 
I mean, it's not Midtown. I I don't think you, I want to buy the brownstone next to Taylor Swift. I don't. I don't think you understand. I want to buy the brownstone next to Tay Tay, and I will help her work on her albums when they're dropping. <laughs> and uh, I'll enjoy Greenwich Village. Okay. Think of the pizza. Yep. Think of the walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could walk everywhere. Yep. We would need. I'd literally walk so everywhere. So much money. I don't think you you can't you can't comprehend it. What do, I mean? What does one of those brownstones cost? Twenty million. Probably. Yeah, I comprehended it. Look at that. So we just need to have twenty more million dollars. <laughs> uh, all right. We actually coincidentally got a voicemail about moving. A different voice. By the way, all these I keep hearing about people who are like leaving Southern California and going wherever because they figured out they can work remotely. Mm-hmm. And yet, I see the housing market in Los Angeles is like at a fever pitch. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Thank you. Okay, continue. Okay. Oh. Oh, hang on. Let me hit this button, and then you can play Wait, it again. Hold on. Okay, cue is it up. It? I'm sorry. And when you're ready, I will actually be ready. I'm like the last time when I wasn't ready at all. Well, there's an issue with this file. Oh, no. Corruptions? Let's see if this will work. Well, hang on. Let me hit this button. Silly related question. Okay. There we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. I am calling with a non-fertility related question, but a baby related question slash move related question. So my husband and I currently live in Florida and we decided that we really, really got to get out of the state. I mean, to be honest, we've both wanted to move out of Florida ever since we met in like 2016. And we just got to the point where after the election and everything with Florida going red and just the whole thing um going you know it just doesn't feel like home to us and it never really has so we are planning to move to colorado where we visited and and he has some family and i am just really excited um however (laughs) moving in a pandemic doesn't sound like it's going to be super easy and add to the that um if we move in the next uh year we're going to also be dealing with moving with a one-year-old So I seem to remember that you guys moved houses um, recently Mm -hmm. after Henry came. And I just wanted to know what that was like. And if you had any tips, Um, our baby turns one year old at the end of March. And we're kind of honestly hoping that my husband's um, job search will go well and we'll be able to move out there by the end of June. Um, I don't really know how that's going to go. We haven't really like talked about how we're going to be COVID safe, but I'm sure we will figure all of that out. But I am honestly much more intimidated by the whole prospect of moving with a uh, growing toddler. So any advice is greatly appreciated, especially um, if any readers or listeners rather also have advice about moving with a baby or if anyone's done the COVID move, that would be great. So this is Irina calling from Florida. We live in an 1,100 square foot duplex uh, with my husband, currently eight month old baby, a dog, a cat, and a kitten. And my husband has had probably a good 50 vegetarian, vegan hot dogs in the past year. I (laughs) have had, I think, one. (laughs) So, all right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, What's our advice? Okay. Well, we moved 
three blocks away. Yeah, we did not move far. She's moving across the country. Well, here's I guess I have some advice that could be useful for for her and the family. Get the baby's room done first. Give that baby some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, and the routine continues where you go. That was what we did. The only room that was functionally livable when we moved that night was Henry's. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, we did bedtime at the normal time. Yeah. So. And I mean... This won't apply to you, but because we are only moving three blocks away, we were able to like stash him in the new house, like with some toys um, and a pack and play, like the day of the and move. our nanny, not and our nanny, and, yeah, yeah, not not alone, not just stash the baby <laughs> with a pack and play. Um, and that was good to not have him in the old house while like everything yeah, while was getting packed up. So yeah. If there's so a way to get the baby a, yeah. out of the house. And if there's a way to like get the house moved, get to like get the house sort of pre-set up and get or but get that baby's room done. Yeah. And then bring the baby out. Yeah. If there's any way to do that. Yeah. I would do that. I would do that too. All right. We are gonna move on to an email from the one and only Diane M. Martin. Oh my goodness. Hello, Diane. I know. Hi, Dory. I have a wonderful, inexpensive gift idea for the person whose relative started playing guitar. This is good for any musician, really. A book holder. It's portable and makes for a great music stand. You just need a table. I have two. I have a metal one that is super portable and one made out of bamboo. Amazon has a bunch under $20. You can even use them to hold your cell phone or iPad-like device. Book holders can be tiny enough to store in your music bag. Music stands tend to be a pain to store. That's true. Mine stays open right there. Yeah, um, it does. But yes, to that point, a book stand would be a great idea. Um, also, one of those, like, if you can find one of those things that keeps the pages flattened, mm. that's a big. Because, like, you know, I have this. Uh, I guess all my music books. It's like really hard to keep the pages, the page open. Right. 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 Every. All sheet music should be spiral bound. The end. I don't know why it's not. I, it must be cheaper, I guess, to not spiral bind it. Mm. But it should all be spiral bound. I don't understand why it's not. Thank you and good day. Okay. Diane, great idea. Thank you, Diane. All right. You know, honey, you kind of uh, poo-pooed my overnight French toast suggestion last week. I did, Yes. Well, we heard from two listeners about overnight French toast. I, I, I how am I so lost? Where are you? Uh, there, right there. I'm about to read that email. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this is from Allison. Hello, I've been listening since the beginning. Former Nerdist listener, hostfuls were the best, and I did hear Matt on Gilmore Guys like so many. <laughs> this week, you were mentioning Christmas breakfast ideas and said someone brought up overnight French toast. That is what my family has done for decades. And it is great. Mm-hmm. Continue. Sorry, everyone. That is what my family's done for decades, and it is great not to have to work hard on Christmas morning. Um, Overnight French toast for Christmas morning. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, look. Yeah, we went into this last week, but continue. Um, all right, and then she she included a recipe, and the the bread that she always uses is the fresh baked signature select European style French bread from Safeway. 
<laughs> I'm familiar with that bread. All right. Great. Oh, I thought you were going to read the rest of the recipe. Oh. Am I crazy? No, I wasn't going to read happening? the whole recipe. Where is it? I'm not going to read the I'm whole so recipe. I'm so confused everywhere. What's what happening? Happen- I'm not reading the whole recipe. <laughs> this is like, and then this fades out. What's this? Okay. This is the link to the bread? Ooh. This next, we got a text about Thank you. overnight French toast as well. You were talking about how some people do overnight French toast on Christmas. I highly recommend it. My mom used to make creme brulee French toast for Christmas morning, and it is amazing. It is dessert for breakfast. And then she linked, this person linked to a Food Network recipe for creme brulee French toast. And since it's made ahead, you just need the earliest riser to pop it in the oven. That's me. That is sometimes Matt, sometimes me. Uh, I would say it's me 90% of the time. No. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is from i'm sorry hang on one day a week dory gets up earlier than me this is from mallory okay when you were on hiatus like for five months when i was yes i when i got my depression out of the way yes i i woke up with henry 95 percent of the time that's true and you often slept past nine or ten oh my god did i ever yeah i wish i could have the time back to do it differently i said that to dory yesterday or today I want my quarantine back. You were depressed. Yeah, I want it back now. So I can do it right. <laughs> you know? Mm. Ride my bike or something. Okay. Back All to, right. Back to, back to reality. This is from Mallory. I'm part of the weird subset of listeners who does not have or want kids, but I'm super invested in your journey and updates about Henry and Bo. That said, I love the Bake Off portion and would love to listen to a pod dedicated solely to it. I also assume y'all don't have time for that. Maybe cut and paste the Bake Off combos you've already had. Yeah. I've been skipping the end of your pod because I wasn't caught up. I also just wanted to say how much I love your guys' dynamic and that you seem like a very wonderful couple. Matt, you and Andy came so close to revisiting Ensign Pranksman. <laughs> ensign, him, ensign ensign pranksman <laughs> ensign why did you read it like that bring him back your brain uh pranksman is the guy that uh he just you know he makes everything go wrong on a ship oh and okay and it's like you got pranked that's ensign prankman oh prankman prank prankman <laughs> yeah okay it's a fun character over on star trek the next conversation oh that's fun all right this next email is from laura Hey, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. This email is in response to Maria asking for help finding ways to watch Bake Off Extra Slice. Getting a VPN is a good solution, but if Maria wants something simple, I would also recommend checking out subreddits that are specifically for those types of shows. Specifically, r slash not a panel show and r slash UK TV land. This is where I get most of my British TV fix. Posts are added with links that are usually Google Drive or YouTube, both of which you can just stream. And if the YouTube link is blocked in the U.S., searching for YouTube proxy and pasting the link in that uh, works great. And if you want links to British panel shows, I'd also recommend r slash panel show and r slash UK panel shows only. Hope this helps. Sincerely, Laura from San Diego and about 1,700 square feet. Zero hot dogs in last year. This is uh, not legal to do. We do not condone the we actions condone of this. our listeners, but also that's how you do it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. And then someone else has a suggestion 
for the Great Canadian Baking Show that you can't stream it from CBC, but you can on DailyMotion.com. Oh my God! Remember Daily Motion? No, I used to go there. That was they used to be. A, they used to be the YouTube alternative. Oh really? Yeah, back in the day. Hmm. All right, we have one last voice memo. Hi, Dorian Matt. This is Hendrik, second time emailer, first time voice message attacher. And I'm calling in for the tech section of the podcast. Mm. With regards to VPNs, when Disney Plus was not available in Europe, but was available in the US, uh, I rented my own virtual private server for a dollar <laughs> a month so I could watch it um, because the VPN IP addresses were always getting blocked by the service. So I installed OpenVPN on the server and had my own VPN, um, which worked very well. Of course, if you do this, traffic limits might apply, and I would only recommend this for the technically inclined mm -hmm. among the listeners. Um, secondly, Matt, sorry to hear about your Apple ID woes. Um, do not give up on it. Uh, I know you'll get it back eventually. And maybe since you're going through a hassle anyway, it's a good idea to set up a password manager like for example key pass um, and maybe even use a yubi key for second factor authentication yeah thanks for all you do i hope you have happy holidays um and i live in a 2000 square feet house with my wife in the middle of germany and i ate i think four hot dogs this year the best <laughs> of which was a wild boar bratwurst hot dog <laughs> thank you bye thank you for the hot dog update our our pals in europe yeah uh, the great the great german people uh, are a fan of a of a of a filled intestine you know mm. a brat mm -hmm. worst is you know it's their word it's true they nailed it yeah um also i would take all my tech advice from that Hendrik seems like he's really orderly and knows how to build a porsche <laughs> Uh, German precision. Um, yeah, wow. He did. He set up his own VPN to rented his own Plus. server. I love it for a dollar. <laughs> that is some ingenuity. That is genius. That is ingenious. I love it. Thank you. Um, how are you feeling about your Apple ID these days? It's funny. I have every time I walk into this room. Like from the house, I have the thought of I should really just abandon this other Apple ID because that's the only reason I keep this phone around is it has all the apps on it. Right. It's insane. <laughs> because like, I'm just so annoyed. I'm so annoyed by it. Anyway, thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening to us yet again. We appreciate you. I don't know you. how you did it. I know. I don't know how you got through it. Me neither. Everyone, don't forget to get your fresh bake signature select European-style French bed at Safeway for $1.99 <laughs> each. It's on wow, sale. It's a, a club card price. Bargain. Uh, otherwise, thanks all so much. If you want to support the show and get more of us, I don't know how you'd want more, but we're there on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Um, and if you donate uh, at the $5 level or above, you get your name read as a thank you on the podcast each month. If you want to sign up and get the back catalog, it's there. You don't even need a private server for it. Uh, so thanks to the following. Hannah Crowder. Uh, Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jane Callahan. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica uh, Manolovich. Kane McCall. Uh, 
Catherine Lene. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Katie Tavey. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Uh, Christopher Fenaghi. Laura. Laura Dodge. Laura Rosenblum. Lauren Gleason. The Donkey of Prey. Liesel. Linnea Wynn. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan K. Miller. Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Michelle Kitz Miller. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly Schramm. Mariah Adamic. Mr. Bundy. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossert. Nikki Maraca. Patricia Faust Rezig. Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. Robert Olson. Robin Kilgo. Sabrina Stern. Sadie Massa. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Prager. Sarah Friedman. Sarah Swift. And Sherry Olson. Thank you all so very much. You've been delightful, and we've been us. We'll see you or hear you, or you'll listen to us next week. Bye. Bye.